Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm your host Luis Rodriguez and I'm joined by Yair Vasquez. Uh, this is Talking in Three. This is the first episode. We'll be going into all topics that have to do with the Mexican national team and of course Mexican soccer. Uh, on this first episode, we'll be getting into, we'll talk a little bit about some history of the national team, some history of the domestic leagues, of course comparing Mexico and the U.S. What else, Yair? Uh, we're also going to be getting into some World Cup preview. We're only a couple months away, so that's something you want to stick around for. And at the end of the show, we also have some wacky questions that our producer set up for us that me and Lisa will be discussing and see if we can get anything fun out of it. Hey, speaking of fun, Yair, this set is really good. We got our own little paletas cart with our cantaritos. And every week we'll, or every episode, we'll be adding a little bit of flair. Let's start out with right there, man. The first sticker, L3. So, Yair, let's uh, let's 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 start talking here. We got this uh, conundrum in North America, this rivalry, right? U.S. Mexico, and that extends national teams, goes to leagues, and now owners, sponsors, everybody—they're milking it for all it's worth, right? So, they're more head-to-head matchups coming up. We got Liga MX, we got MLS. What do you think? Man, see, there's a L3 podcast. Huge Mexico fan, loved it my whole life. I've been a MX fan when it was called La Liga, and I used to get confused as a kid thinking it was the Spaniard League. But at this point in history, I think the MLS has the upper hand, unfortunately. I think Liga MX is falling back in how it develops. And I think the MLS is just. What if I tell you? What talent. if I tell you it's not a development league? It's not meant to be developed. It's it's a it's a destination league. They they are the destination for a lot of South America's best footballers before they make the jump, or they're happy there because they make a boatload of money. The thing is, I can make the same argument for the MLS. The MLS has the yeah, made a. Look at our own. We're in Colorado. If you go look at the Rapids, they just brought in a couple of young kids from South America that are looking to make the jump to Europe. That it's the same thing that the Liga MX is doing. Yeah, but the MLS looks to capitalize and export, so it's an exportation league. Liga MX they they look to make their teams more competitive. Competition wise, I think. MX is way more competitive. I think from top to bottom, I think the teams are a lot more complete. I can agree with that. But I think for it, if we're talking about national team, for it to affect the national team, exportation is the way to do it. Argentina, a lot of Brazil, a lot of these South American leagues get through and make their national teams a powerhouse by developing their young players and sending them out to Europe to develop even more. And I think that's a spot where Liga MX has really stalled. And they could really improve in going forward. I think the way they treat the Mexican national team is how they should treat the American, the men's national league, because the Mexican national league, uh, the Mexican national team for the women, it's being cultivated in Mexico. They're not allowing foreigners to play as much, so they can develop their young talent and send them to Europe, send them to other more developed leagues, and that's how the Mexican national team has improved so much. On the women's side, on the American side, it hasn't as much. At the men's side, it hasn't as much, unfortunately. So what if I told you that that competition that's being brought from the foreign players is actually also good for the Mexican players' development? Because I believe at this point, it's probably so much harder to come up through uh, Club America Academy or Cruz Azul Academy and break through to the first team. And I think we're seeing dividends with players uh, and their performance in Europe, like uh, Edson Alvarez or Jorge Sanchez or Santi Jimenez. See, those players, I feel like, are very specific. Well, the MLS, like, I'm a huge Emekis fan. I love Emekis. I grew up on that league. That's what I've known on Sunday mornings, Saturday mornings when I woke up, had a little pozole, had a little menudo, cooking up with my grandparents, watching Pumas in the background. That's what I know. And unfortunately, from that time when I was a kid to now, it hasn't improved. We're not exporting the players that are needed. I feel like exportation rates are the same. Well, if it hasn't improved, how come it took the MLS so long to win one? 
CONCACAF Champions League. Because they're more com- because MX is more competitive, how you said. They keep their players. While the MLS, I think competition level in Mexico is a lot higher because exportation rates are lower. What if I told you that I think, and this is kind of proven by, say, the All-Star game where they face All-Stars against each other. At the top tier, the talent is similar. It's as the rosters trickle down, and they are more high-dollar rosters in, in Mexico throughout, For right? Sure. And in the MLS, the bottom of the roster, I'm sorry, but it's like... Yeah, you got 18-year-olds just that didn't just, go to college. Just trying to break in. So, in my opinion, comparing the leagues, it's going to be natural just because of the regional rivalry. It's likely not fair because I think the goals of the leagues are two different things like i said one is a destination league and one has become an exportation league but let's think of it this way because i i envy the mls i really do you've seen the american national team improve quite a bit has multiple players overseas how many players on the national team are playing that league in the MLS? And don't, it, it, yeah, but. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, most of the players came through the MLS system and went to overseas and developed into starting caliber. I don't think that's the case anymore. The but let's not lose track that this is talking El Tri. It is. But this is <laughs> a really good point to making my, my point that now Mexico needs to do the same. And I, I argue that we were talking about, like, oh, it took so long for an American team to win the uh, CONCACAF CCL, the Champions League. But them winning it just shows how far they've gone, come as a league and how far Mexico has dropped off as a league. We, we got to remember that TCL, we were this close to having all American teams in the, final fo- in the final. The final four were three Americans and one Mexican team. Yeah, cause it's, but still, they always, it's, always a, it's always they beat off each other they do and that's my thing is just i wish mexico would uh focus a little bit more on exporting and and helping and helping their players develop into big contributors across europe because that's usually where they can get the top competition and they can keep developing into becoming perennial starters for l3 i'm never i'm never i'm never gonna uh not agree with the fact that the best competition is in europe and that's where players need to develop but i gotta give Liga MX its props in the level that it it is at, and the players that do make it to the first team rosters there, they've they've had to go through the gauntlet. Yeah, and, and that includes true. Chivas, even though they're not there's not foreign competition there. But I think Alexis Vega is a perfect example of a of a a player just as good as any any player there is. Oh yeah, in North America, I believe Alexis Vega is maybe. If you look at between America and the U.S. and you look at the forwards positions, he's probably top five. If you compare them, let's say even Canada. Even if you compare the Canadian team, the American team, and the Mexican team, I think Alexis Vegas would be squarely in the top five in forwards. Wow. We'll get into a little bit of roster talk later, but, I mean, we're talking about Jimenez and Jimenez. We're talking about – and since you mentioned Canada, we're talking about Jonathan David. Um so I mean, there's there's competition. Oh, there. there is, and you're like you can't forget Captain America, Pulisic. Who I'm sorry for everybody involved. He's a little overrated, and this is the fullest Mexican take you'll ever hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Since we brought up the World Cup, and since we're talking about the rivalry, the World Cup is coming up. Who is going to go the furthest? Out of North America, or just a rivalry? Let's say just the rivalry. Just the me. rivalry. Uh, I think they. It's about even. I think they both get can't get past the first round. They'll get out of the group stage, and then they both get. So you mean out. the round of sixteen? Yeah, I think that's the most they have in them. But they're both getting out of groups. I think they're both getting out of groups. Okay. Just Mexico has little. I think I think Poland has something to say about that. I think Wales has something to say about that. I agree with that, but with Mexico, it's until you don't get out of the group for the first time, I'm going to keep putting you in that round. You keep doing it and keep doing it. You just can't get out of that round, right? Like They keep going to the round of 16s and they immediately say bye. But they get out of the group. 
But yeah, exactly. You I would that. say the death taxes in Mexico getting out of the World Cup group. It's it's suck so much, man, for Mexico fans. Because you get that it's still of elite hope. company. It's still elite company. Since ninety four, only two national teams have advanced out of the group every World Cup. Brazil and them, right? Brazil and Mexico. It's, it was Germany was also in that group before that, but until Mexico showed up and said bye. Yes. They 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 got they got a good they they know what good tacos taste like now. Hey, <laughs> Lozano. I remember be having like I just woke up, my eyes barely opened during that World Cup because it was such an early game, and I'm used to like sleeping in until twelve. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how early it was because it was six p.m. where I was at. Oh, you were which actually was in Moscow, the, yep. in Luzhniki Stadium. One of my uh, one of my all time greatest uh, experiences and accomplishments. And uh, I'm 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 still I'm 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 still in the doghouse uh, with my wife for that. But nobody can take away those memories. Memories worth way more than money, right? Way more. That's way more, what I man. always say. Way more. My memory, exactly. Like that goal will forever live in my mind, and I don't care that I paid three hundred dollars to fix the wall for running into it right afterwards. Ran through the wall. Look at that. See? That I this literally is ran through the wall because that's how much that goal meant to me as a fan. It's one of those times where I'm like half asleep. I saw Chukilosano come down the left wing and just like, score that goal. Like, I just I didn't know what to pass do. it, and then he yeah. and then he cuts back. You're like no. Yes. Yes, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. But okay, back to the World Cup. Back to the World Let's, Cup. Let's at the Mexican group. You have Argentina, you have Mexico, you have Poland, and then the last one is uh, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Do you think Saudi Arabia could do anything? You know what? Here's my here's my take. I I mean, I'll, I've been watching you know World Cups all my life, and for whatever reason, if not the host country, some country from the region always makes. A big run or a big splash, mm-hmm. and I think to, I guess in this case Western Asia, because it's in Qatar. And Qatar are the are the reigning Asia Cup champions, and they've mm-hmm. they've kind of been barnstorming and whatnot. But the Saudis are actually like a very experienced team and federation, so they've 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 been World Cup staples you know for decades also so who's gonna make that big jump from that region and for mexico's sake i hope it's not the saudis this time but you don't know so i'm not gonna sleep on them and they've also been building a really well domestic league where they bring in a lot of high name a high dollar names to kind of help develop their young players so i think saudi's one to look out for i just don't think this is their world cup and i think it's very beneficial that mexico gets them last see to me that's worse I think that just gives Saudi more time to scout Mexico. Oh, for sure. And I think how they play in this World Cup. For sure. Are we going to see? Are we going to see rotaciones by then? Are they going to rotate the roster? Uh, Playing three games in a row with the same eleven, I don't see it happening. Um, You trust that that too much? I'll tell you that much. (laughs) We don't have a choice at this point. We're we're stuck. I have a choice, and I choose not to trust him. (laughs) (laughs) I I choose to believe in him, but not trust him. Ah. So, well, and then we have Poland. Yes. Who I think yes. it, we might be a little biased, but I think we're measuring it goes Argentina from the top, Mexico, Poland, then Saudi Arabia. So working our bottom from bottom up, what do you think about Poland? They do have a superstar in Lewandowski. They got they got Lewandowski, and for a long time I thought, especially after seeing some of their recent results of other tournaments, and I'm talking about World Cup, Euros, Nations League, uh, they just they do fine in qualifying, but they've stumbled. And I, for the longest thought, I thought it's Lewandowski and 10 other guys. But as I'm watching some of these domestic European leagues, I mean, some guys are coming alive at the right time. Maybe. We'll see from, we'll see in November. But, um, for example, Zielinski with uh, Napoli, uh, guys playing outstanding. And so. He's kind of taking Lozano spot a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like directly affecting El Tri. Yeah. Directly. Um, but nonetheless, I think going back to trusting Tata, I think he's he's giving more weight to perhaps chemistry, perhaps guys that play his style. And 
he's applying that to how he's selecting his rosters because there's definitely guys that people are like, why, you know, why is Gallardo still there? Why is, you know, I'm one of those people. <laughs> you're talking, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir. But right I want to, I want to believe that it's because he has this idea of how he wants to play, right? And he trusts these guys to play to that, to that style. Now, with that said, I always think you got to go with the hot hand at the time. And I think that might apply to certain positions. Forward. Forward is one of them. Outside backs. And now even, I mean, uh, Tecatito's injury, although they're saying, you know, he's going to work to make make it to Qatar. Uh, the, you don't just break a bone and come back. At that point, if he's, if he's not 100% healthy, he's going to take up a roster spot. That could be used for somebody that could actually contribute. But with that said, that spot is up for grabs. Although, for me, I feel like Alexis Vega is a natural fit. But in general, I think Mexico has a couple options at outside outside wing uh, players. Um, anyways, jumping back to Poland. Though. <laughs> but how that goes to Poland is how are they going to cover Lewandowski, which is the main target that Poland's going to be looking at because that's what their offense runs through. That's what their re team runs through. So let's say that there is not a rotation in the squad because that's that things that they're doing great. What's going to happen then? Is Lewandowski going to burn Gallardo, burn... Um, there, well, there wouldn't be a rotation in the squad because that's the first game. That's the first game that they... But yeah, against. they're still like friendly leading up. Right. And if he's, if you can tell right away when your players are informed or not informed. So is he going to wait till that game to make the change and then have Poland have an advantage? So who's the best marking center back? I, I would give him Montes. Okay. I'd give him because of the height. And Lewandowski loves to play through the, through the air. Man, I swear that guy could finish in all forms possible. So in general, they got to stick to him like Chicle. All right, whoever's center back, right? But with that said, I still think as a squad, Mexico has is better than Poland. Oh yeah, definitely. That's why when I say Poland, I'm still I say it with a little bit of fear, but I'm also a hundred percent confident at the same time that El Tri can handle its business. It usually does in the group stage, and they don't falter. Now, so now we get to the very cream of the top. We go to we look at Argentina in the same group, the group that everybody's looking to take down at peg. Look, man, Argentina has had an outstanding year. They won Copa America. They got to square off in this continental, you know, showdown with Italy, and like beat them convincingly. They got some players that are really starting to peak at the right time. Guys that they need, guys like workhorses. Obviously, people are going to look at the Messi's, maybe even like the Di Marias, um, Di Balas. But I'm talking about somebody that like, like Leandro Martinez. He's really helping spark Manchester United, who started terribly, but has since rebounded and i think a big part of it has been martinez a guy that came over from ajax with excellent that's how i learned about him honestly the first times it's i was looking at i kept seeing ajax, ajax games because of Edson alvarez and i'm just like i want to see and martinez just always stood out he always pops right the guy is like i wouldn't want to play against him He's a he, he reminds me a lot of Mascherano, but like in the, in the <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a shot of you argentina take it for what it is <laughs> but that's the kind of guy that messi needs around him a workhorse uh somebody tough. that can help him dominate the this kind of that middle uh part where he can kind of move up a little bit more well, yeah. and help take that defensive it's role. the spine the spine of your team um you mentioned montes we've mentioned alvarez who else is in that the spine of el three I think Guardado still keeps that. Guardado and Hector Herrera still keep that, even though maybe their play has dropped off a little bit because of age and because their athleticism is leaving them. I do think that there's th that leadership and that level of play that they, that high level of play they played for so long is going to help the team. It's going to keep a cool head 
it's going to keep them centered. they need they need that veteran leadership there's exactly. no more rafa marquez there's no more rafa marquez uh, other veterans uh haven't quite been called up so yeah it goes guys like guardado and herrera probably have to step it up i don't know if i see guardado starting in in my personal preference they'd have to start gutierrez mm. el guti el guti um and then who's your number nine I have a controversial opinion on the nine. I think it's you bring in Carlos Vela. Controversy. I think you have to bring in Carlos Vela. You bring in the players that are in form, no matter what. What are you going to force them? What are they going to? They're going to kidnap them. He's. I've heard rumors. Again, I'm a rumor monger. I love listening to all these things that people say that have no idea what they're talking about. But I've heard rumors that he might be interested if Tata calls him up. Man. I got beachfront property for you in Tucson if you want to. I'll take it, man. <laughs> I'll take it in a heartbeat if that means Bella at the World Cup. I'll take no, don't get me wrong. I'll take Bella. He's he's if not the most, one of the most talented Mexican offensive players. The guy just oozes like that. He's in a squad with a lot of talent, man. He's with that too. Chicho Arango. He's with uh Gareth Bale, he has blessings on the other side, and he's also playing. And he's the one standing out day in and day out every weekend, and that's what Mexico needs. He has that flair. He has the experience. He's the one stirring the drink. He's, he's the, the one chef. stirring. He's the one stirring he's that menudo on Saturday morning. He's the star. He's trying the straw stirring the drink. He's dude. Every time I see Vela play, I just a little part of me breaks because I'm like, why can't you do that in a green jersey? <laughs> Look, man. I mean. It's a it's a it's a attitude thing, and his attitude towards El Three is different because I'm sure he sees it as more of an obligation than, uh, you know, than a actually. Pride. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, maybe not that. I wouldn't go that far, but more of an obligation than being an LAFC player for say, because LAFC, you know, he chose that place, and he, you know, and while a national team call up, you choose to go or not, and clearly he's chosen not to of late i still think he, he just sees it as more of a of a obligation almost a burden um yes i wish he would do those great things in a green jersey as well or sometimes black or sometimes this new cream colored one which is awesome but getting back to the argentina and mexico this dynamic between them they have similar players i feel like the only difference is i feel like the top end of argentina is very high yeah, but I feel like that top end of very, Argentina, very it's very high, but it's also very old. Oh. Look, I'm telling you, I saw that game against Italy, and they made a not that old Italy team look old. Yeah, but now Italy's also not in the World Cup. Exactly, it's a exactly. moot point. So, right, right. So I think Italy is the worst example because I think Italy's just it peaked at the Euros and it couldn't do anymore. So I. I think Argentina's good. Don't get me wrong. Dybala is no longer the high-end player he once was, in my opinion. He could regain his form at Roma, which he kind of is. But there's also a chance that these Di Maria, these older players, Iguain also retired already, I think. And uh, Messi's also not been in good form in PSG. I think it's there's you can start seeing that their age and their talent is starting to cross, and it's starting to go downward. And so that's the one thing that Mexico can hold, uh, hang its hat on, that maybe the youth they can insert with a Roberto Alvarez, with an Alexis Vega, with a, maybe a Lainez, with maybe just all these young players that are really fast down the wings can maybe take advantage of some, some of these old guys uh, in Argentina. Antuna's got the wheels, man. And Tata likes him. He's not, I don't think he's in top form. And this is my But thing. he's one of those guys that, Almost puts on his Superman cape when he puts on the green jersey. And my thing about Antuna is Tata trusts him, and I dislike Antuna. That's <laughs> like I don't. It's nothing against Tata. If Tata, if you're watching this, I love you. It's just I don't think you're a good coach, unfortunately. Uh, but Antuna, he's sitting my, here like this. he's he's like Che, por qué, por qué? Because you get haircuts instead of coaching players. That's why. <laughs> and it just make it. Uh, Antuna, in my opinion, seems to gain start gaining his form towards the end of tournaments, and I feel like that's what it's needed. But I feel like for the group stage, he's just not going to make it. He's not going to be what Mexico needs. And the, the 
On the plus side, I mean, like I said, I think there's depth in the wings. You mentioned Linus. You know, we've talked about Vega. There's other options. So, and I, I'm not I'm not uncomfortable with where they are with wingers. No, neither am I. And the Catito it hurts, of course. He's the top. He's a, an elite talent for Mexico, but it's just not going to work, unfortunately. No, the injury couldn't have happened at a worse time because he's he was I think starting to hit a point at Sevilla where he was an offensive focal point for that team, a Champions League team, where he was going to get to show it against some of the top competition in Europe. So um, the same question we had about Lewandowski, who's marking him, I chose Cesar Montes. I thought that's the guy because of height. Now we turn our focus to Messi, which is the focal point of the Argentinian uh, squad. Who would you want to uh, mark Messi? Honestly, I would like... Uh, Edson Alvarez. You took my question. You took my answer. That's the physical. Fi- stole it. Give me that. Give me that take. It's just, it's a good take. It's, <laughs> it's a good the take. only take, in my opinion. It's the only take. Right now, Edson is, man, he's really hitting his stride. Like the rumored, because you like rumors, 50 million that Chelsea offered for him, you know, as the the season was ramping up and Ajax rejected, like, it's looking like a bargain right now because he's the best player on that Ajax squad at and the moment. It. At the moment, and I think they know it, you know. And I think they knew that after after Qatar, he's probably going to be worth more than that. Um, so it's been really cool to see uh, Edson. Uh, you know, even though I, I I'm not really one for America, but hey, uh, country over club. All He's, day, um, dude, I hate America too, dude. And I hate, I just hate those beautiful yellow kids that they wear. And I hate that Crema? they trot them out there constantly. Crema? I don't know. Yeah. Well, but, that, that, you know. I still hate them. Like, but either way, whether I hate them or not, they develop talent. Exactly. They, they got, they also got Jorge Sanchez out of there. They got a uh, Sendejas who is having some issues with nationality right ooh, now. Ooh. And then there's You're also. talking dual nationals? <sighs> Dude, there's so much going on from that. That could be a podcast on its own. That's like that is a, an hour that is and a novella. Half. That is an hour and a half. That's a novella right there, man. It's tough, but yeah. again, they still develop talent. Like they've de- and not just Mexican talent. They develop talent for everybody. Like they de- they've developed a lot of Colombian talent. They've developed a lot of Ecuadorian talent. A lot yes. of South American talent. So like, regard. I I feel like America as much as I hate them for what they represent. For the Mexico squad, when they're good, it's good for the, it's good for Mexico. No, I mean, uh, I think every league needs like that uh, team that stands out money wise, of course, but also just loads up their roster and they could do that. They keep the league, you know, very competitive, and they make other teams. They raise all boats in the fact that other teams need to keep up, you know, or at least try to keep up, um, and. Edson is a really good example of a player that broke into that squad, probably had to beat out some really good foreign players, uh, you know, just to make, just to crack that roster. And it made his transition to Europe to Ajax like a lot easier. And then now at Ajax, he's been at a great institution where he could develop. And I'm very comfortable with saying that Edson will at least hold his own um, against uh, a bit of aged. Messi, I think who's who's a little more static, not not as uh, active throughout the pitches in years past. I will be. It will be interesting to see how Messi comes in into that game. Uh, be not really seems not really look looking comfortable with PSG. So seeing him with an Argentina squad that he's the focal point, he doesn't have to fight. For hey the man, star I'm seeing, but I'm seeing some pretty elite assists. Now these are two, Neymar, and Mbappe. Who, I mean, I could probably myself ping a pass and they'll make something out of it and at least put it on frame. But uh, you won't make it messy. No, <laughs> I won't make it messy. <laughs> um, this Argentina team—they're gonna obviously, you know, they're it's the favorites. They're the favorites to win the group. They're the favorites to win the group. But is it an advantage or disadvantage? For Mexico to have an Argentinian coach, it's 
See, it, this, <laughs> this brings me back to the 2006 World Cup where Mexico's coach, I think it was El Vasco. No, it was La Volpe. La Volpe was uh, Argentinian. And, and I remember Argentina. the whole time the lead up to that match of the round of 16th was, is he going to be on our side? Is he going to be on the Argentina side? <laughs> who is he going to like, who, who does he want? Is it, is it job over country? Is it country over job? Yeah. And I fear that that's going to happen again. But isn't a... No, but Argentina won that game with like a miraculous yeah, it did, extra like, time goal. I remember that, but isn't also a... It also like just puts that in doubt in your head. Like I know, like you will, you trust your coaches to do what they have to do, but it also you like, lack trust. You lack trust. Because, I lost trust because trust. see, if you keep following those rumors, like when the Mexican, it was in Liguilla, I think, time, and they photographed. No, it was it was early in the in the Clausura twenty twenty two, where uh, Tata was photographed talking in some dressing room at in Argentina when people are like, you should be scouting your, your players. So then the Federation scrambles to uh, put, put some uh, different postings out there. Like, Oh, look, look at this coach, this assistant and this assistant at all these different Liga MX games. This is funny how, how uh, they responded to that. And, and I think it was reactive. a lot of fear. Of course, and that's course. why it's they like got crushed for it, rightfully so. Both, both for letting Tata just be down there all willy nilly, but also how they reacted. But it's it's FMF, like whoa. I it's it's also like I I want to trust that Tata is going to be focused for this game, but there's also a part because I'm like if I was coaching, let's say Costa Rica, and I faced Mexico, part of me is like, let's go. Let's go, Mexico. And then part of me is like, but we got to score first. <laughs> Make sure that they know I'm not cheating on purpose. You almost sound like a gambler betting the over. Uh, um. I don't, I'm not a, I don't, you I don't, don't gamble as that? much. You I don't gamble as that? much as I used to. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't, you can't gamble on Mexico. You don't know what you're going to get. You can't. I mean, mm -hmm. Mexico is a gamble of its own. <laughs> Being a Mexico fan, it's a gamble of its own. Yeah. And the outcome always comes out the same and you still put your, your life into it. Yes. So, we skipped ahead. We went right into our World Cup preview. But let's bring it back because we said which team is going to go further. And we don't got to go too much into this. But uh, so if Mexico advances, say, second in the group, it's most likely that they're going to draw in the round of 16 the winner of France's group, which will probably be France. Although they have this thing where like every other World Cup, they like go far or win it. And then the next one, they just like stumble out in the group stage. Also famously, Mexico beat France in the 2010 World Cup. That was one of the World Cups that they stumbled after exactly. doing really well the one before. They, so, they were finalists in 06, right? Zidane, headbutting the <laughs> Italian player. That's one Cardinal. of my earliest memories of soccer. Oh, I forget that, how young you are. Dude, oh, like, my gosh. So, like, that's one of my earliest memories. Oh. That in, I think I want to say 2004 or five when Hugo Sanchez won. La Liga with uh, Pumas, with Pumas against Chivas. And I remember him just being hoisted up. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I, was like, I was like a little kid. I was like, that's the well, Good for you, thing. Goya. Good for you. Because they beat the Chivas. But, um, so that's who, that's who Mexico would likely have to face. But like we said, France has this weird thing where they tend to stumble so we'll see we can't we can't just so assume and we can't also not assume mexico can't win the group somehow also but see do you see any path to mexico winning the group kind of like or maybe even taking argentina out of the running yeah i mean they would have to beat poland and then have a favorable game against argentina who at that by that time will have most likely routed the saudis and have you know good goal differential and something like that um, I could see them getting a draw. Can you see? Can you but, see a, a world where they draw against Poland, beat Argentina, and beat the Saudis? Wait, why are they drawing against Poland? I think Poland's sneaky. Poland's sneaky. Poland's sneaky. Let, okay, let's jump back to the thing that Mexico has been struggling with the most for years. I mean, for years now, really, putting the ball in the back of the net. Fair. If 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 the outcome of games was decided by who has the most possession, well, Mexico would win every game. But the game rewards those who score. 
And Mexico hasn't been putting it in the back of the net lately. That is my biggest concern with not only Poland, like every game, obviously, but um, Poland specifically because they will probably be very stout in the back. But it's just they they got some good talent there. So I can see it. Would, it would be more likely for me, for Mexico, to win the cup. I mean, to win the group. <laughs> I mean, I'm dreaming ahead, right? But holy cow! Yeah, yeah. It would be more likely for me for Mexico to win the group than them to be uh, not qualified for the for the round the knockout rounds. More likely. Yeah, it's more likely for them to win the group than not qualify for the knockout rounds. Wow, that's how I see that group. That's how you see the group. And I yes. think it's more than a fifty percent chance. I think about fifty fifty chance that Argentina doesn't win the group. Wow. I. I'm just, I'm a Messi fan. Rafa Marquez made me a fan of Messi when he was in Barca. Okay. I love Messi. I think he's the greatest player to ever walk this planet. I'd kiss the, I'd kiss any floor he walked on. But I just think he's getting old. I think he's not the same Messi. Well, that's why. What, what if I told you he's not necessarily, like the team isn't just working like solely around him anymore. But the thing is, who else do they work through? I don't know about through. They're just solid at every position though. they're solid but that's the thing i also think that if you can get them on the counter there i think mexico can be faster than them in a lot of these aspects and i think they can i think mexico has a chance of winning the group i don't think it's likely but i think they can so you see catching them on a counter like say chucky lozano yeah in, exactly in they did it to germany when germany was the epitome of the world like they thought germany they were the defending champions. Exactly. And I, they were at the pinnacle of, yes. But yes. the thing is, we look at Germany, and now we look in hindsight, and it's like they were an older team. Yeah. Now, what if this happens again? Which it could, because this is an older team. And so I look at Germany, I look at Argentina the same way I looked at Germany. Not likely, but possible. And I think Mexico has the talent to get it to get it done. I don't know if they have the coaching. I know they have the talent. <laughs> Oh man! You man, hammer on my guy, dude. Tata I swear, so Tata's gonna be looking like Swiss cheese after all the shots I took at him. Oh, he takes plenty of shots. He takes plenty of shots. It's is a is, you know, it comes with the job. It comes with the job. The Mexican media market is. They have no the other most. sports to focus on. Yeah, plenty, but yes, no. I mean, Not football. <laughs> football. That is the biggest difference, right, between the U.S. and Mexico. Football is king. You walk out your door as a, as a player in Mexico and you're immediately, you feel, you probably feel the pressure. The way Americans cover American football, it's how Mexico covers soccer, football, like football. They start football. Yes. The, the sport actually play with your, your foot. Your foot. Yes. Whatever you want to call it. I, I, <laughs> I'm not a stickler for whatever you call it. It's whatever makes you feel comfortable. So I just want the game to expand. <laughs> so at Leeds United, they call it soccer now. Yeah. Um, but okay. So, round of sixteen, and then we'll see. I the U the U S and you don't see the U S. You see the U S. coming out of the group, but not advancing. The thing with the U S. man, it's there's such high variance that I can literally see them like not like I can see them making the group stage, uh, qualifying for the knockout round. I can see them like I think that's going to be almost a guarantee, honestly. But. I can understand him getting knocked out there or going on a Cinderella run all the way to the semi. They're so young. They're Dude, so young. That's the thing about youth. You're so stupid. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and that's what I wish Mexico I had. Think, I, I wish Mexico had more stupidity. But I can't, think of, I can't think of a recent World Cup winner that was filled with such young players. Brad was pretty young. Uh, they were like mid-20s. Maybe. Their but focal point not, was Mbappe, and he was like nineteen. I wouldn't know. I don't know about focal point. I, I would say even Griezmann was a little bit more of a focal point on that team. Um, I just, I just think Kante, you know, that that was really the guy that, to me, made that team really. I think he was click. an unsung hero for sure. Yes, I think all the praise went to. Uh, okay, so Mbappe. who's who would be this U.S. teams? Either Kante. Or Mbappe. I'm really like as much as I hate, dude. I hate how much I hate some of these American players because I think they're really good. Like they have Gio Reyna, who I think dominates the middle that of the pitch. The, I, you know, talking to other Mexico fans, that is the player that that 
strikes the most fear in we have pretty like, over here swiveling like nobody's talking because he about, knows yeah. exactly how we feel nobody's, about him yeah yeah like nobody's really like eh. you know i mean for the longest time there's a lot of respect for say landon donovan from mexico fans and you know captain america Overrated. he doesn't get the same respect from mexico fans like landon donovan did but you say Gio reyna they're like oh man because they know like that guy's good but he's so young yeah and he tends to i mean Poor, I mean, the guy kind of gets hurt pretty often. Hey, that's very true. You can, but you also have like, I'm also a big fan of Musa. Musa, I think it's a player that can control and can really dominate them. Kind of like a Conte style. He's big. He's physical. Not he like misses, Conte, but he uses his body. Correctly. He misses sitters right in front of the goal in an Azteca. Yo, you don't got to score when you're a midfielder. Hmm. Yeah. And also, they have a lot of strikers they can choose from <laughs> that are informed strikers. In is Pepe in form? No, but if you look at Ferreira, <laughs> Ferreira's in form. They also got P-Folk out of Union Berlin. They also have, um, I forget the other guy's name. Sergeant. Oh, probably. Brandon Vasquez, Sergeant. Like, they have guys in oh, form. Brandon Vasquez. Was that another dual national reference? He is a, a dual national. Uh, Tata said he's not scouting him. But he's been an absolute. He only scores double-digit goals. Yeah, but Tata, but, Tata, but Tata doesn't, doesn't care about that. Scout. Tata wants vibes. Tata's there for the vibes. <laughs> he's not there for winning. He wants vibes. Uh, he knows that the more he loses, the more they'll talk about him, and the more famous he'll get. Oh my goodness, man! Tata is just getting crushed by my guy. Um, yeah, if you guys yeah. haven't heard. I'm not a big Tata fan. Just yeah, so everybody yeah. oh, knows. Oh, we haven't heard. Yeah. No, I think we've heard, but okay, so. Cinderella run potentially. I think there can be a Cinderella run. Dark horse. And I think they're going to be motivated that the next World Cup will be in the U.S. What? You want to build something off. You want to have that um, electricity coming into the squad as you build up. Okay, the last time the U.S. hosted the World Cup, there wasn't even a domestic league. So true, but now there I is. think that's yeah. Now I think is. that's the big difference. Now there is. I think the big difference is that the game has grown in the U.S. And I think the issue with Mexico, how the U.S. has grown, it's that it grew when all these sport advancements were going on. And Mexico kind of grew the old way. And it's, I think, been hard for Mexico to catch up to a lot of these, whether it be because of the economy or whatever reason. We don't know, right? Or because of violence or whatever about the country. is. We don't know why it hasn't grown the way I think it should. But... I think Mexico's finally catching up, especially with this, how I said earlier, with the women's international team. And I think that's giving them a blueprint of how to make the What if I tell you the bigger. lack of Mexico's, the, the optics of the lack of Mexico as a national team's growth has to do with the region. And not saying it's a poor region, but it's a region that knows how to play Mexico now. True, but that should make Mexico improve. That's my counter argument. improved against 10, 10 men in the box? Like... What do you? But if you look, Canada was ever to, able to improve. The U.S. Nobody was able plays. To nobody plays Canada with ten in the box. They they don't. In, but they're in gonna ice here Edmonton, pretty soon. With Mexico David. still outpossessed them. Mexico was playing, but there is an ice rink. Like it is an ice. Possession's rink. only good for so long. But that's the thing. A good team will be good no matter what. And if Mexico's getting, how can I say this? Distracted by all these outside factors then maybe you're not as good as you think you are. Well, outside factors, are that's a totally different thing to me. It is, but it's also, I think, like, when you're good, you're good no matter when what. That's how I look at it. And if they're lower, touché. if it is lower competition, even if they're putting 10 in the box, you should be able to break those 10 men in the box and win. Not lose like they did. It just crowds it. It, it just... It makes it difficult that, as somebody that's played soccer. But it's absolutely. also... I remember when I was less talented and I put 10 in the box and they still scored five on us. And it's like, it didn't matter. We put the whole, we packed the goal with 10 players. Like if you're talented, you, if you're better than the other team, you will find a way to win. Well, look, your issues at, at Kennedy with their soccer team, they'll have nothing to do with, with uh, Mexico, but I, it was not Kennedy. It was my <laughs> Sunday league where grown men were going cleats up on me and all they got was a warning. <laughs> Uh, as a 13 year old and i was like what am i doing here <laughs> well we all make different life choices and, i may i have um, made some bad ones for ah, sure it's not bad sunday games are fun they're fun sunday until you walk out good. with a bruised ankle and not be able to walk for a month ouch exactly yes, yes. i yeah, don't yeah, need yeah, i'm yeah, making 
appearances of 13 year old at the i care. i don't need uncle juan coming at me full speed bro <laughs> i just don't uncle juan coming coming off of a probably re-roofing or something he uh, still has his work boots on man i'm like i don't want to do this today he's like hey cuidame el chaleco i'll be right back yeah i'm gonna get full of kid. paint <laughs> ouch ouch um okay so i think we're at a consensus that i think they're going to the knockout they're gonna okay they make it to the to the ground of 16 anything can happen Mexico makes it to the round of 16. Anything can happen. I don't know about Mexico. Anything can happen. At this point, I'm honestly, man, I love the team. I love the squad. But, but not further than the round of 16. I don't think round of, uh, further than round of 16 is possible. It's all about matchups. It's all about matchups. And, and if they draw the right matchup, you know. Yeah, maybe. But they also drew the right matchup in Brazil against against, against the Dutch. That were, and again, an older, slower team. And Mexico gave them fits. Mexico game fits. And that's what I look at Argentina. That's like a, I look at Germany. Holland. Mexico took an early lead. Yeah. No fue penal. Y luego no fue penal. Why you got to do that to me, man? I'm trying I to like keep being this sad, life. man. That's the life of a sports fan. You got to be that sad is, to man. enjoy the good. That is, man. That's our life as uh, L3 fans. It's pain. A lot of pain. So much pain. <laughs> yep. So, okay. And then we've gone through our world cup previews match by match and uh where does mexico finish in the group you said more likely to win the group than to not even advance out of the group if i was a gambling man i'd say they win the group wow wow the stones on you i still i still think they'll finish second um mostly actually and that's mostly due to goal difference makes sense i could see them finishing with the same amount of points tying Argentina in the second match, finishing with the same amount of points as them. But Argentina just goliza on the Saudis and the Mex- Mexico. If they beat, you know, beating Saudis like by 2-0 or something, yeah, it's not going to make yeah, the difference. Not as many as Argentina. It's just also, I'm forever the optimist. And I like to believe that Messi's past his prime. And I like to believe Argentina's old. Cause I don't think there's better. a question that he's past his prime. But, I mean, I just think that in general, the team... Top to bottom is strong. I, I agree with that, but I also agree that people are comfortable with what they know. Again, it goes back to Germany and Holland. They were older teams that people had a lot of faith in because they on had one, the stars. On any given day, anything can happen. Is exactly. What you're okay. So, except for the round of 16. I talked myself into them winning the group literally on this pod. Like, I was coming in thinking they're not even going to make it to the round of 16. Oh, and and literally, so as, sway, as we Yair. went through each... You're as, so easy to sway. We get you in Dude, I'm great, super easy to sway, man. I, I think with my heart. I don't think with my brain. There you go. Like, I'm not a logical sports fan, especially when it comes to the three, the passion. The I don't bleed red. I bleed green There's no this lo- squad. Yeah, there's no logic. There's, there's no never logic. no logic. It's so just, I, I just talk myself. You just always pull out your heartstrings, and you get us in this really pro L3 yeah. atmosphere, and... Yeah. That's just what comes out. And we yeah. went through each squad, and it just kind of like I kind of sat down, and I'm like, I know enough for each squad to maybe make a a positive inference. So. There you go. All right, hey, now we're going to segue into a segment that'll be a little bit more fun, a little bit more interactive. So what we got here, Yair, we got some cantaritos. What's your favorite beverage to drink from a cantarito? Oh, probably a paloma. Oh. I love that nice little lemon flavor with the with the clay flavor. You got some toronja, some grapefruit. Yep. I uh, guess because I'm the old guy, I I go with like an atole, but uh, just showing my age there. Now I seem like an alcoholic. Thanks a lot, Luis. <laughs> it comes with age. But anyways, our producers have uh, taken the liberty to give us some fun questions. Uh, I don't know what's in here. Yeah, it doesn't know what's in here. Um, I don't know. Should I do the first honor and ask you the, the first question here? Let's go. All right. What do we got here? Which player has surprised you the most with their growth over the last four-year cycle? Uh, I think it has to be Cesar Montes. I think uh, there was a lot of hope for him, and I think he's really grown into that role that we all wanted him to grow into. Yeah, I mean, a solid center back presence is definitely needed on N3, and I'm hoping he's matured into it. And I think we're going to find out in Qatar and the lead up to it. Big Sasar Montes fan. Okay. Okay. All right. Your turn. 
which player has disappointed you the most with their progress over the last four year cycle? Oh man. This is not planned, people. No, not at all. Um at times it's it's been uh Eric Gutierrez because he was he's been he's supposed to have been the replacement for Guardado four years ago, you know? And he's he's progressed. Some of that that could be, you know, his club team situation. And now he's been given more minutes. So I'm hoping now he's jumped back on track. But I thought that by now he'd be at a bigger club and he'd be without a doubt, you know, a staple like right there in the spine of El Tri and uh that doesn't happen. I will say also in the in that category, Hector Herrera. Because Hector Herrera at one point was the captain of Porto and then made the jump to La Liga, won a league with them, never really got solid footing there. So never really was given a consistency. And I've always I thought his like creativity was off the off the scales. Mm-hmm. You know, a big contributor in, in Russia. Surprised you didn't go with Jonathan Gonzalez. That was the guy that I was thinking about. The young kid that kind I of mean, really he got an appearance or two. I don't know. Yeah, but he was he was the He was like yeah, he was he was like the, the guy that he, was like, the guy. he chose Mexico over the US. It was supposed to be the He big got thing. like rookie of the season, like top rookie, and then uh he's in MLS now. So yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. All right, let's see what else I got for you here. Ooh. Which player is most important to reaching El Quinto Partido? Uh, Dark Horse, I will say it's going to be uh, Guillermo Ochoa. Ochoa, because I think the defense is stout enough to like help out if they do the right wings, San the rank backs. So if they bring in the right uh, defensive backs, I think that Memo Ochoa is going to be the only thing stopping this team. San Memo, man, yes. I think he's also... As a goalie, you age differently than most players on the pitch. And I think he's aged gracefully, and I think he still has the oomph to get him over the finish line. You know what? That's such an obvious answer that went way over my head. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, he's he's the elder statesman of the team. He's the... He's the old guy. He's, he's the old guy, but I, I'm, should he be captain? Uh, I don't think he should be captain. I think a captain has to be out in the pitch to control emotions. I think a captain's somebody that's centered that can talk to each player and get the best out of them. And I feel as a goalie, that's very hard to do. I see. I see you're doing yeah. that. But I like he is choice. old, but he's still very good looking. Ask my mom. She still thinks he's the best looking guy. Not just moms think he's hot, but yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be a mom if that's what it is. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. All right. What you got? What Let's you got? see. Oh, I got a big one. Would you rather win the World Cup but never win against the USMNT ever again or never win the World Cup but never lose a, ga- a game against USMNT ever again? I hate that you're thinking about this so much. Here's the thing, man. Like, I spent my hard-earned money and sat and witnessed with pretty good seats. I saw them lose the Nations League final in Denver. I saw them lose the Gold Cup final in Las Vegas. That is crushing, man. That is crushing, right? But with that said, I'll sit through a hundred more of those for a World Cup. I want that World Cup, man. The thing Only is, so many teams can say they're World Cup champions. Having that star on your badge is such a privilege. Yeah, I would take that ten out of ten. I've had this conversation with multiple friends, and they've asked me, "What would you give up for a World Cup?" I always say, "What's the most useful thing in my body?" And it's probably my right hand. And I always say, "That will be gone. My right hand would be the first thing to Take go." Take it. Take it. And like if that means a World Cup win, a World Cup like cup, wow, in a heartbeat. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we agree. It's- yeah. I just didn't like your hesitation. It's not even twice. Because, like I said, it, it hits close to home. Because I've witnessed it. I've been it, there. It, it, I understand that, but like, it, as long as they beat you, and then you look at them and be like, "How many stars do you have?" Boom. Like, that's how you get them back. Beat me yeah. all you want, you won't get a World Cup. They'll say, "Well, our federation has more stars." Yeah, but it that's doesn't another, have. It's that's not another a, topic it's not for another same. day. Another topic for another day. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else I got for you here. <laughs> it's so perfect. If you could replace Tata with any manager in the world, who would it be? 
that that with any manager would probably be Jimenez of the U twenty two squad or like that. That's any like, manager in the world. Are you kidding me? Yes. You have Pep Guardiola. <laughs> I will tell. I will tell you why Mexico. The issue with Mexico has never been talent or tactics. It's been getting the most out of their players, and Jimenez always seems to get the most out of his players. He did. He does it continuously with the young guys. So if you bring that coach that's been with the young guys that knows how they react and you bring them into the senior squad and help them like and help those guys come into their own i think it's the perfect way so that that team that he meant that he took to no that wasn't he meant i'm thinking of Jimmy lozano i i meant lozano not Jimenez. my bad there you go i okay. yeah okay lozano. so the team that lozano took to the olympics and got a bronze and got to get a bronze medal you think that's the most he could have got out of that team? No, it's not the most, but it's also there's other teams in the tournament that are good. But I think he just does a really good job of handling, of getting the most out of players, which is, I think, the hardest thing for Mexico. I think that's why El Piojo Herrera, even though he didn't have the most talented squad, he got the most out of his players with his passion. So you could have just said El Piojo? No, I don't want El Piojo. <laughs> I don't People want love El Piojo. People I, love him. He is good, but I want also... A, a soothing presence on the bench. And Piojo is not a soothing presence. All right. Well, yeah. Guess we're not calling Jurgen Klopp anytime soon. Uh, no, I don't like crybabies. <laughs> if I liked crybabies, I would have gone with Burt Holter. You're more of <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Greg. I'm just taking shots at all these coaches. Two I hope they understand. Why does he need two Gs? That's what I've always wondered. Because one G wasn't enough. <laughs> one G wasn't enough, man. He's Bounce trying to get past Greg. He's trying to get more uh, more signal on the cell phone plan. He there you the go. More Gs he yeah, adds, the more the better signal he'll get. Two Gs. I got the best cell signal. There you go. Uh, there's a word on here. I don't know what it means, but I will still read it. And if I know how to read it, good. Is it true that Memo Ochoa is placed in a hyperbaric chamber and only released around the World Cup time? I know what that means after I read it. All right, good thing. Good thing you got the engineer up here, okay? Yeah. So hyperbaric chamber. The only reason I know is Dragon Ball Z. Ooh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> that was a little, I, if I knew what we were doing, I would have done it with you. <laughs> well, you Dragon Ball? Well, oh, no, I'm thinking of... No, you, you. it was the right show. Right? I just didn't know what you were okay, doing. I okay. was confused. Yeah, yeah, we could have had our Chucky and Guti moment. But anyways, yes, 100%. I would take that. Because World Cup Ochoa, and I'm just... Obviously, we're going to think back to... Brazil, right? 2014. It's not asking if you would. Do you think it's true? Oh, if I think it's true? Man. We are just talking about how good looking well. he is. He ages well. He ages well. So I think they, there's something. Something's up. Some kind of technology that I haven't heard of. Or, I don't think it's think? technology. I think they put him in the lakes of Mexico City and let him recuperate, you know? <sighs> I think those lakes are probably a little bit more contaminated and yeah but he has hyperbaric. that i think he has just, that yeah, yeah okay. it re re-energizes him re-energizes him i think that mexican ancestry. something there's something that when world cup Ochoa comes out that i was always surprised he didn't go to a bigger team yeah you know there's at one point he was supposed to go to psg and they tested positive tested positive for clemputerol that was found in meat that's found in meat Mexican in Mexico. meat. Yeah. So, unfortunate. unfortunate. Unfortunate cultural differences, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. We got, I got one more for you. What is the Mexico-Argentina score going to be? Um, if I go full-blown optimist, 1-0. Mexico's favor. 1-0, huh? Okay. okay. I think we sweat it out. And oh. I think they win. I think it's going to be the exact same game just as like, the Germany. I like really do believe that. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. That will be that would be amazing. This time I will not run through walls. No? No walls? No walls because I am coming prepared for a win. Okay. Wow, so, look at that. Okay. I will only have curtains around me. That way, <laughs> if I want to run through something, it won't hurt. Curtains. Ah, there's so many <laughs> curtains. I can't get out of here. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Last one. What Mexican soccer player has the most? Well, has the best nickname? I think. I know okay, the so it's I. W I would say Chucky, but actually Tecatitos is more funny because of his. He got it very. It wasn't organic at all. Like his club team at the time was 
Well, his last name is Corona. Yeah. His club team was sponsored by Tecate. They're like, no, no, we can't just we can't put Corona on the back of this jersey. Yeah, like, like our sponsors are gonna. So it's like, oh, you're Tecatito. There you I, go. I, do, I do love that story a <laughs> yeah, lot. Yeah, Tecate. So that one, I think that's yeah. hilarious. But there's just so many good ones. Like uh, they call it San Alvarez, El Machín. I love El Machín because in Mexican, like it's not the just bad. like it's like the yeah, Machín. It's like it's. I think it's technically Spanglish, but you call somebody machine, it's because like they're they're pretty badass, what, right? What would be the direct translation in English to el machine? Just badass, I think. Yeah, I mean, imagine running around the pitch and people are just calling you badass. Come over here, hey, badass, hey, give machine. me the ball. Hey, hey. Yeah, no, but there's there's plenty of other I think good ones. It, I, in my opinion, el machine. There's it sounds like the machine. Also, which if you're an English speaker and you hear El Machin and everybody's like, oh, where's the machine? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no. Right. Just, yeah, but, yeah, there's but, so many good to choose because. And Memo's like, pretty cool, too, I think. Well, Memo, that's what all Guillermo's are. Yeah, I kind of know. But but yeah, Mexicans just like they make up nicknames for everybody. I also think El Chucky Lozano is pretty funny. Well, yeah. Because he looks man, like cause Chucky. He, like, no, because he he's a terror on the field, man. Just I always like, thought it's he looked like Chucky. Just like which, Child's Play doll, dude. Like. Chucky the doll, man. He's a terror out there on the field. I wouldn't want to cover him. Uh, there's there's good ones, man. I, I think El Chucky is though, because he looks like Chucky. Yeah, no. Yeah, so <laughs> he I has think, the eyebrow, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what we got to A little bit think. of that. But yeah, really fun questions. Yeah, and, uh, that was a lot of fun. That was really good segments to talk about. Yeah, and so we got to thank our producers for that. Those were, that was a really fun little stuff. quick, quick good hitting stuff. talk. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you all. Yair? been fun it's been a lot of hopefully fun. the first of many uh i want to remind everybody to like and subscribe we'll bring you some more hard-hitting takes opinions what do you think Yair? uh i will keep slandering in el tata but please like and subscribe if you like that um if you don't like that let us know as well and, and uh we appreciate you guys hanging out with us today it was a lot of fun talking mexican soccer that's right thank you Thanks for joining us. Like and subscribe to Talking L3 on the 18th.